the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. 98.9 The Answer, Columbus. 94.5 The Answer in Dayton. Our number, 844-TALK-989. Email bruce at salemmedia.com. You can catch the podcast after hours at theanswerdayton.com or at 989theanswer.com. Aaron puts the show in easily digestible segments, half hour at a time, although with commercials removed. It's a little bit less than that, so a great way to get through your evening walk or your workout. The podcast available every day, 989theanswer.com, theanswerdayton.com. Uh, you've all heard the expression, money doesn't grow on trees, uh, but money does come from government printing presses. Uh, Elon Musk, smart guy, supposed Twitter purchaser, although now that looks on hold because Musk doesn't want to overpay for Twitter, and he valued Twitter at $54 a share, fifty-four twenty to be exact, because he thought that the people who presume or at least appear to be uh, members on Twitter, members of Twitter, uh, were real people. He's finding out, or at least he assumes, that a lot of them are robots or fake accounts. And he also thinks that a lot of the follower counts on Twitter, millions for AOC, millions for Hillary, uh, might be trumped up, might be juiced up, might be fabricated. So Musk says his purchase of Twitter is on hold until he can verify that he's actually getting what he agreed to pay for it. Uh, One thing that's not on hold, though, for Elon Musk is his candor when it comes to why our economy is where it is, with 8.3% inflation uh, in the last numbers. And Elon Musk is laying this squarely at the feet of Joe Biden, which is absolutely positively where it belongs. As he said at a... In a podcast on Monday, uh, this administration doesn't seem to get a lot done. The Trump administration, leaving Trump aside, there were a lot of people in the administration who were effective at getting things done. He says the obvious reason for inflation is that the government printed a zillion times more money than it had. The government can't just issue checks far in excess of revenue without there being inflation. If the federal government, this is exactly true. You never think about this, but this is true. It's true of the government. It's not true of you or me. If the federal government, Elon Musk says, writes checks, they never bounce. So that's effectively creating more dollars. And if there are more dollars created, then the increase in the goods and services in the economy, in other words, if there's more dollars than there is an increase in goods and services, then you have inflation. You obviously cannot simply create money, Elon Musk said, and that is what we see now. And 
How many different explanations have we heard for inflation during the 15 months of Joe Biden in office? Let's go back to May of a year ago. And you would think the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen would know what causes inflation. Uh, Let's listen to Janet Yellen from last May. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts believe that it will have a temporary, a transitory impact. This is a faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. Mm. No one's talking about this great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. <laughs> and the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. It's un- highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. I don't know anybody who's worried about inflation. Over the last couple of months, uh, we actually saw it trended downward. President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high-class problems. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. Well, the number one thing that the president can do is help get COVID under control. Uh, That, we know, is the root cause of inflation. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. Isn't it nice, isn't it nice that the myriad explanations for inflation are a source of great humor for our president? To recap, to recap, the price increases were first expected... Then Joe Biden said, no one saw it coming. No one expects it's going to be an issue long term. No one is worried. Then Jen Psaki said it's trending down. And then Ron Klain celebrated the fact that it was indicative of a high class problem. And then we were told by Jen Psaki that the number one cause of inflation was COVID. And then Joe Biden promised us that it would peak in November. And then he said it was the cause of the supply chain. And then he said it was the cause caused by Vladimir Putin. And he needs to get on the same page with his Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, who says that if you want to undo inflation, all you have to do is undo the Trump tax cuts. Americans are not stupid, though they are perceived to be stupid by the president. And there will be a day of reckoning for this. In the November midterms, that is the expectation of um, Guy Benson of Fox News, who notes that in a recent NBC poll, 16 percent, only 16 percent of the nation thinks that the country is on the right track economically. Uh, 75 percent, however, think it is on the wrong track. So you can fool a few of the people some of the time, but you can't fool, fool all of the people all of the time. 
The country and the electorate is disgruntled. They're unhappy. They have many reasons to be both of those things. And I think we've seen, what, two weeks of interesting news cycles with lots of different issues coming into play, one that I think Democrats thought might benefit them in the uh, abortion question. And in the NBC poll that you just referenced, dead last on overall favorability <coughs> is the Democratic Party. They've got a problem. They're in charge of this entire town, Washington, D.C. Voters are deeply unhappy with what's happening in Washington, D.C., and there's an election less than six months away. So it will be interesting to see how much of a toll there is taken on the Democrats in the midterms. I mean, there are more than 30 Democratic congressmen who have announced their retirement because, I mean, you know, rats from a sinking ship. Will the Democrats fare, and not as bad in the Senate, of course, because it's not possible to fare as bad in the Senate. There aren't as many seats up for grabs. But if the Republicans get control of the Senate and the Republicans unquestionably are going to get control of the House, uh, Joe Biden will not have any chance of getting anything through in terms of spending. But he still has executive orders and he will continue his rhetoric about how Republicans are the evil empire crushing and stopping him from doing everything that he wants to do. And one of the things that he wants to do is raise corporate taxes. You hear him all the time. Got to pay your fair share. That Jeff Bezos pays no taxes. That Elon Musk doesn't pay his fair share. Well, um, Peter Ducey of Fox was curious about the cause and effect relationship between raising taxes on corporations and combating inflation. So he put the question to the new White House press secretary, Corinne Saint-Pierre. Now, Corinne Saint-Pierre is, of course the successor to Jen Psaki. And I will give Jen Psaki a little bit of credit in that she was so invested, so deeply embedded in the leftist ideology of the White House that she could spout it off the top of her head. Or, or if she was reading it most of the time, she was very good at making it seem like it was such a part of her DNA that she could just regurgitate it to us seamlessly. Uh, Corinne Sampierre has work to do because when Peter Ducey asked her this question yesterday, it was obvious she was looking down and reading her answer. And from the nonsensical, stupid nature of her comments, well, maybe somebody slid a Kamala Harris speech in front of her in her briefing binder. How does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right? Especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example, and to support basic collective bargaining rights as well, right? That's also important. But look, it is, you know, by not, if, without having a fair tax code, which is what I'm talking about, then all, every, like manufacturing workers, cops, you know.
Well, sometimes the Ohio High School Athletic Association, through its member schools, gets things right. Uh, I got a lot of work to do on officiating. Still, I'm a big supporter of high school athletics because I believe athletics ingrains great values in kids. It teaches them about the worth of delayed gratification. You work hard for something. You get it later on. It ingrains the principle of sowing and reaping. It teaches respect for authority. It teaches sacrifice for others for the good of the team. So high school athletics has a great, great, great deal of character building built into it. So I was concerned when the Ohio High School Athletic Association uh, took the easy road and enlisted or asked its member schools to vote on whether or not it should enact name, image, and likeness allowances for high school sports. You know, the thing that's taking college athletics by storm, the things that enable college athletes to make hundreds of thousands, if not even a million dollars a year, by lending their name, their image, their likeness to boosters, advertising campaigns, charitable endeavors, things like that. Always used to be, kid took a picture for a charity calendar. Boom, he was suspended. That was overreach. That was oppressive policing by the NCAA. They never, ever applied any common sense to those kinds of issues. But everything was a slippery slope to them. We can't allow it because then if we do, then somebody else will do this, that, or the other. So they went all the other way and now allow anything, including kids to get luxury cars and the like. And I think we'll see a calming of that in college athletics because I don't think that businesses are getting out of name, image, and likeness. What they have to get out of it, which is additional business, in order to make it make sense. So I think the name, image, and likeness thing will always be with us in college athletics, but eventually it will return more to the middle. But introducing name, image, and likeness to the Ohio High School Athletic Association, where the star quarterback would, what, advertise for the local pizzeria, was fraught with so much peril that I am really, really glad that the member schools of the OHSAA have rejected it by an overwhelming majority. The OHSAA asked all 18 all, excuse me, all 817 schools to vote on it. And all they needed was an up or down vote. 409 votes yes, boom. Then coaches have to manage the egos of one or two kids on the team who are getting paid by someone in their local community to lend their name, image, and likeness to that business. And meanwhile, the other kids on the team are, because they're kids and not mature, probably going to get jealous. Parents are going to get jealous. Coaches don't get paid enough. Athletic directors don't get paid enough to have to introduce even more reasons for jealousy among high school athletes. They just don't. Well, thankfully, these schools overwhelmingly made the right decision. Only 254 schools voted in favor of bringing NIL to high school athletics. 538 voted against it. So you know what this would have led to, right? This would have led to competing schools going into districts and offering kids money to come and change schools. That was absolutely positively going to happen. And there's already a divide between the public schools in the state of Ohio and some, I said some, some private schools 
because private schools have been accused, being very careful how I say this, some private schools have been accused of recruiting kids from public schools. Hey, come play for us. Oh, don't worry about your tuition. Your tuition will be taken care of. That happens occasionally. So if you bring in the ability for a booster, a fan of a high school program, to legitimately, because it'll be allowed within the rules, pay kids to come to school there, more of that will happen. Now, already, the private schools dominate the state championships in the state of Ohio, and you would have seen that to a greater degree. There is nothing more special in high school athletics than a small community from the hinterlands that unites behind a team, a -a once-in-a-generation team, that puts together a magical season and travels deep into the postseason tournament and may even win a state championship. These are things that live in Ohio's small communities for decades, for decades. And if you bring NIL into it, you're going to poison a well that is already very, very low in the number of times that happens. You just are. So, thankfully, the OHSAA should have just said out of hand, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing it. We're not doing it until we get a feeling that all uh, that an overwhelming majority of our member schools are for it. We're just not going to do it. Instead, they took the easy way out. I know, you say, well, it's the democratic way out. Let the schools vote on it. You know, when you put people in positions of leadership, you would hope that they wouldn't run from every opportunity to lead. You would hope that they would say, no, we don't need to go ask. Like, do you vote on everything in your house? If you do, you got a messed up house. There's a reason why you're a parent. There's a reason why you work at a company where the boss gets to decide what happens if everybody has a say that can lead to anarchy. There's certainly accommodations made for allowing people to have their voices heard, but you're never going to get anything done either at home, in a company, or in a school system, or in a larger organization like the OHSAA if you're going to try to accommodate everyone on everything. Discipline has gotten, authority has gotten a bad rap over time. Where we have now gotten to the point where anybody who is told no on anything is oppressed. That's not the case. No, it's just that you're not in charge. Okay? It's good for kids to learn that there's something they want that they can't have right now. Can't have it right now. Work a little harder, get a college scholarship, go play in college, market yourself, then you can make a little money off your athletic ability. But in high school, we're all about sacrificing for each other. We're all about buying into the good of the team, delayed gratification, sowing and reaping, respect for authority, values that are ingrained in high school athletics. That's stuff that will serve you down the road in life. Okay? You don't have to get paid for everything that you do. You don't have to maximize every dollar. Sometimes it's not about you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.